Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. This episode is sponsored by Penny Finance. Investing in women starts with investing in yourself. Women are on track to retire with 32 cents to every dollar a man has, and we are not cool with that. That's where Penny Finance comes in, a financial mentor for women. They've created customizable financial plans tailored to you. Once you have your plan, they help you stick with it. No secrets, pure focus on debt relief and investing, the two most important pieces to the net worth puzzle. Say goodbye to your financial anxiety and get $50 off an annual subscription with code MINDSET50. And without further ado, I want to welcome today's guest and the founder and CEO of Penny Finance, Chrissy Cole. Welcome, Chrissy. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So excited to have you. Um, A little bit about Chrissy. She is an early stage fintech startup. Well, she's running an early stage fintech startup, taking on the wealth gap. She spent 10 years working in wealth management at Goldman Sachs in New York City, where she invested ultra high net worth portfolios and built trading and technology platforms. Now, Chrissy is on a mission to help more women out of debt and into investing with an accessible, affordable financial app designed intentionally for women who are pre-wealth. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited to talk all about money and mindset with you today. I can't wait. And one thing that the bio sounds like a little like, scary, but <laughs> so everybody knows I also was living with money anxiety in my twenties, all those 10 years working at Goldman Sachs, even though I was investing for a living, I put rent on my credit card. I had a hundred thousand in student debt. So, um, I've been there, even though I had all the money secrets that I could have ever wished for during that time. I love that. And let's use that to just like jump into, give us a little bit more about that, more about your background. Where do you, where are you coming from? Um, yeah. So my background is, um, grew up on the East coast. Um, I had a financially forward mom who, um, got me interested in investing when I was young. She gave me a hundred bucks to buy a stock when I was 14. So that's where like my whole story with investing started. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided to study business and finance in college and ended up in New York, luckily. Um, but for me, I was I was just like any other new working person um, who, you know, I didn't have family money. I didn't have savings. I had a starting salary. I had a ton of student debt because I chose to go to private school. Um, and I had to sort of figure out how to, how do I pay the bills in New York? Um, how do I pay my loans? How do I also try to like set up my future life? And, um, it took me forever to chip away at those loans. (laughs) Um, 
And the one thing I'm so happy that I did was just put a little bit of money into my 401k when I was working. I never maxed it out ever because I didn't have the money to max it out. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I learned in my twenties is small intentional steps matter. Mm. You don't have to max out your 401k. You don't have to pay off your loan super quickly. Like it's all the small steps and just doing like little things to chip away (laughs) at your money that will pay off later. I love that. And I feel like it's so important because even in business, it can be just running your business. It can feel so overwhelming. Like there's so much to do. Right. And especially in money, if you have student debt, it feels so incredibly overwhelming. How am I ever going to get there? And I think that's such an important shift to make of like, what can we get intentional about and focus on here and now? Like what are the little things we can do to make progress every day or every week or whatever? Exactly. And one of the things that we tell penny users all the time is just a little mindset shift of totally forgetting about your total debt balance. Mm. Like mine was 120,000 and the average woman in penny is almost 70,000. Forget that number. Cause it's so scary. And mm. if you just think about that big number there, it's, it's going to be a roadblock in your mind and, and you're going to try to avoid it. Think about your monthly payment. Mm. Your monthly payment is actually totally, totally reasonable and doable. I think mine was like five or $600 a month. If you have 300 or if you have 30,000 in debt, it's like $200 a month to pay. We can all do $200 a month, right? Mm -hmm. Like so, shift from the big nut because that's scary. (laughs) So scary to, okay, every month, if I pay $200, these are going to go away one day. And Mm -hmm. that sort of helps a lot with the mindset and getting rid of the anxiety around debt specifically. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about the fear around maybe debt, but generally in money, in money management, you know, women managing their money, what's like the fear that you often see come up and how can we work through that to gain more power over our money and and our debt? 81% of the women in our penny community have said that they're fearful, shameful, anxious about money. Mm. Um, And the biggest driver of that is lack of education and lack of confidence, just Mm. not knowing what to do and feeling like um, I, you know, I'm just living paycheck to paycheck and I'm never going to get out from under this. Like we hear the words, I'm I'm underwater or I can't pay my bills or wake up in the middle of the night thinking about my credit card. And um, the fear stems from just not having the tools and the education to know how to handle your finances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, what do we do? We work with, you know, like Penny Finance, where you get a lot of educational, so much educational support. Um, But what else if people aren't ready, let's say to jump into that, or they, you know, want to find another route, like how can we get that education? How can we build that confidence? I think it's, so it's, of course, like we want more and more tools and that's why we built Penny. And I, I want tool for, especially for people who are pre-wealth, who can never get access to a financial advisor to teach you these things. But I actually think what's more important is, um, is not opting out. And getting the courage 
to just look at your numbers mm-hmm. and try to understand what's happening. Because what I've found is a lot of people are avoiding it. Like you don't mm-hmm. want to open your credit card statement. <laughs> you don't want to go into your loan portal. You don't want to set up that 401k. It's bottom of the list. You're just avoiding it. But the only way to get rid of fear and anxiety is by taking action mm-hmm. and doing something about it. That's how, you know, with normal anxiety in life, that's that's one of the ways you sort of ease your mind to get peace of mind is taking action. So I tell people to, you know, it's that one step of look at your, just look at your numbers, write them all down. Mm-hmm. And you'll realize you actually have really good intuition, especially women, of what to do once you know what's in front of you, right? What you're spending money on, where your credit cards are at, what interest rates your loans are at. These are things that aren't, you know, top of mind or in front of our face all of the time. Um, so the number one thing I tell people is, do you ask people, do you even know your numbers? Hmm. Yeah. And that solves a lot of the anxiety and the fear. Yeah. I love that because when you think about what drives anxiety, it's like, it's almost, it's more of the not knowing than the knowing, you know, this like sort of like it's hanging there, but you don't have your arms around it because you're too scared that it's going to be too much to handle. But I think we can all agree that we've, we're impressed with the way that we've handled so much in our lives. Right. And so this is just one more thing. Like once you get your hands around it, just trust that you're going to know what to do about it. And if you don't, you're going to go find the resources to figure it out. Exactly. And there's, there's a ton of misconceptions out there about women and money. And so the other thing is, you know, I try to say over and over again is, is changing the narrative, Mm -hmm. you know, the media and articles and everything say women are excessive spenders. And that that's so not true. Women actually have better credit scores than men Mm -hmm. and are better savers than men. And they're better investors than men too. Um, We just need more women opting into their finances and investing. So the other thing is to tell yourself, you know, look, women are really, really good at this. It's just Mm -hmm. that we're not doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's where like, um, for me, a mantra or an affirmation becomes really supportive to anchor you in that. So, you know, maybe a mantra is, um, I'm great at managing my money or, um, I manage money beautifully. Um, you know, something that resonates with you that when you start to feel that fear or that lack of confidence creep in, you can say that mantra and re-anchor yourself in the truth, which is exactly what you're saying to yourself. But we just let those other stories run away. And then that's, or we run away with the other stories. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. We get in our own way. Yeah. Right. Because we're fearful. We're not going to be good at it or we're like never going to have money or whatever it is that's blocking you. Like, I'm not good at this. The world's told me I'm not good at this, or it seems so intimidating and so complicated and, or I'm not interested in it. I love the reframing, which is women are incredible money managers, incredible investors, incredible multitaskers, incredible incredible planners, incredible goal setters. Finances is that that's all you need to manage your money. 
all you need is to be a woman, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to be totally fine. Great. So pretty much everyone <laughs> listening, you're already a step ahead of the rest. Um, exactly. I love that. And I, I, I'm curious your time at Goldman Sachs, how, like in, in terms of the mindset piece, like what do you take from that to, to now in terms of this conversation and mindset, like what, what can we take away from your time there? Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things was, you know, I spent time in wealth management, so I helped invest money for people who have done really, really, really well. Um, and when I look at those people, they are not afraid to take risk, mm. but at the same time, they um, are incredibly thoughtful about what their goals are with their money. Mm-hmm. And they didn't do anything crazy or special or, you know, you, you see in the media like crypto, hedge funds, private equity, options trading, day trading, all of this crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. That is not what we were doing for clients. We were building stock and bond portfolios and anybody can do that. It's not just for the wealthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that a lot of people assume, oh, I need to have tons of money to be able to invest Mm -hmm. or um, I need to do all these crazy things in order to invest. And I think the biggest takeaway for me and why I left and started this company is you can start with $100 investing in stocks and bonds. We can learn it. We can all do it. And whether you have $100 or $100 million, it's all about you know, figuring out what your goal is. When do you need the money? What are you trying to do? But, but the, the biggest theme is the, the way the wealthy stay wealthy is by investing in the stock market. Mm. And so it, the only way we can close the wealth gap, the only way we can you know, have financial freedom and stop living paycheck to paycheck is to start investing earlier in life. That That's the theme. I love that. And something you said earlier that I want to come back to is you said something about, you know, they're moving sort of like intentionally toward their goals with their, their investments. And it made me think of like this idea of creating more mindful money goals. Um, for people that are listening that are wondering like, how do I set goals around my money? How do I know what I should have? How do I know, how do I figure out what I want other than just being like, yeah, of course I want to be a millionaire, you know, like how, you know, what can you share with us in terms of maybe setting more mindful money goals that help us move forward? Yeah. What the way that we've done it in our platform is we always start with the um, most important thing. We're all going to retire. Well, we all want to stop working one day, right? (laughs) We all don't want to work forever. So (laughs) retirement, I think, is the number one goal that everyone should be focused on, even if you're 20 years old. Um, And back into that first, like, Mm. okay, how do I, what do I do now to set myself up so I can stop working one day and just live my life and not have to worry about money? Um, the tidbit I give to people is it's you, you do need like at least a million or a million and a half to retire at 65 and to live mm-hmm. a long life and not worry about money um, and back into, okay, what do I need to do today? And if you're 22, that's saving $300 a month and investing it. Wow. That's it. 
So I always start with like back into the goal. Okay. I want to retire financially free. What do I need to do today? So that's Mm -hmm. the first thing. Then the second thing is if you have any debt, I, I always go there next of, okay, let me just check what I'm paying every month. Make sure that's set. You have those two numbers, right? You know, you need 300 for retirement and call it 300 for debt. That's $600. Then the rest solves itself, right? You don't have to have a strict budget. You can spend the rest of the money if you want. You can start thinking about, oh, you know, I can afford this in rent. I can afford this in the house. It's it's getting sort of like those two puzzle pieces figured out in your mind and backing into the numbers for today. And then it helps solve the rest. Like you'll, you'll just realize when you go to, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to buy this whatever shirt. You might think, actually, no, I'm going to put a little more into my retirement account because I know it's growing for me now, right? Once you start doing it, all it all falls into place and it becomes so natural. It's those first steps of like, even just knowing like, okay, well, what is the number I need to even be paying on these loans or putting into my 401k? Um, so we like to look at it back into it versus like, you know, oh, I, I make this and I spend this and I'm going to cut this out of my budget. That like psychologically doesn't work. Like none of us want to cut stuff out of our budget, right? So I always go to what can I start doing right now? And then the rest of the pieces fall into place. Yeah, it's a great, I think a great way to, I feel like it helps me like compartmentalize in my mind. Like if I was thinking about what I wanted to do, it makes it feel like I can really get my hands around it and really understand this and this equals this. Um, I think something else that what I'm sort of getting from what you're saying is that the more you do it, the more you, you know, put time into your money management, the more you, you look at the numbers, you get familiar with it. It's like where you learn and gain confidence as you go, you know, like the more you understand about your money, the more confident you are about it. So you don't have to know anything right now today to get started because the whole point is that you're going to learn as you go. Exactly. And I always tell people like, well, we were never taught this in school, so don't feel badly that you don't know this information. We were not set up for success. There's only a few states in the U.S. that require personal finance classes in high school. Interesting. Um, but like, think about a public speaker. You know, they don't go up in their first speaking engagement and just kill it and know exactly what to do. We all know you have to do it over and over again, and it's so uncomfortable and and it takes time. It's the same thing with your money. It's mm-hmm. it's a foreign thing or like learning a new language. It, it's, you know, t- over time, getting more and more comfortable with it. That's where your confidence comes. Then you'll feel in control. Then you will feel like the decisions you're making are a no brainer. You'll just have gut feelings about them. But until then, it is those first few steps. And what I tell people is, you know, there's a lot of advice out there in the world on the internet and so many, you know, finance accounts on Instagram and TikTok nowadays and, and so much advice coming at you from like every angle. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, just think about your goals mm-hmm. and go from there. And the, the information and the resources are out there. 
and, and start how, one thing. Yeah. And how do you, how do we decipher what is good, legitimate information? Like, I feel like that's such a, a big challenge. It is. And, it, and it's, it's really worrisome to me. Um, I hope that one day we can, you know, have some like structured, trustworthy source of financial wisdom in the world because there's just, there's so much stuff out there. You know, I've, I'm sure you get the DMs of like, here, buy crypto. You'll make oh, yeah. 20 grand by tonight. You know, um, if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. <laughs> so that's the first thing of like sifting out um, incorrect or, you know, misinformation. Um, and then I would say the second thing is um, if, you know, you sort of have to go with your gut on what, what you enjoy doing. Like for example, Mm -hmm. with investing, there's 20 different ways you can get invested. You can have a robo advisor do it for you, or you can do it yourself on any platform. You, you know yourself. And if you, and if you know, you will not enjoy picking stocks, then just go with the robo advisor and have them do it for you and make sure it's, it's a legitimate company um, insured by the U S government and, and go from there. You don't, I think it's matching your personality and what you like Mm -hmm. with the options that are out there. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. And again, reminding us to trust in ourselves and our intuition and what we already, what we already know to be true, because I feel like it can sometimes feel like, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that. And it's like, no, like what feels good for me, you know, coming back to that center and that alignment, what feels aligned with what I enjoy and with my goals and, you know, how I want to, how involved or uninvolved I want to be in the process. Right. Right. And, you know, the same goes for like, there's a lot of, you know, you get the calls of like your student loans, we will refinance them and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, we can make you millions or, you know, just be mindful of these like big grand statements and gestures that people make. If it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, so just have your guard up. I would say people should have their guard up just Mm -hmm. to protect themselves. Um, and, um, ask, just ask your family and friends and talk about it more. That's another thing. Like we often, will avoid talking about this topic because money is taboo and personal and whatnot, but likely your friend, you know, uses a robo advisor that they really like, or, Mm. you know, they've figured out how to invest their 401k already. Like there are, there's, there's power in, you know, the referral system, I think too. Yeah. And talking, talk, relying on your network, even just like your good friends, you know, that support in general, and also the reminder of like, yeah, I'm also struggling to figure this out. Or yeah, I didn't know what I was doing either. And then I discovered this, like, there's like, we, I feel like you keep coming back to this idea that like, it's this lack of knowledge that is really the, you know, the foundation of what is wrong. And part of that knowledge is like crowdsourcing it, you know, from people, you know, and and trust. Exactly. And then questioning it, like, just because Mm -hmm. somebody says, you know, oh, I was able to buy my house and only put 5% down, you know, think about that. Like, 
is that too good to be true? Yes, it's too good to be true. You're probably paying mortgage interest to a bank and you're going to spend more money, you know, just, just question everything just like you do with your career or other things, raising a family or other things in your life. Um, because again, it all comes back to like the first question you asked me, which about, about fear and shame. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's being uncomfortable and not confident because you don't know it. Right. When we right. don't know something, we learn it. We question things, we get smart about them and then we share the knowledge with everyone around us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, this conversation has been so wonderful. I feel like probably so helpful. I know helpful for me. Um, before we shift to a few other off-topic questions, um, give us a little bit, like if there was one thing you want to make sure listeners walk away with from this conversation, if they walk away with nothing else, what would that be? I think the biggest thing is um, you don't need tons of money and you don't need all the answers to get Mm -hmm. started and feeling financially free. And you also don't, you know, being financially free isn't something in the far, far, far future. The second that you take action with your finances and feel like you're in control of them, you will start feeling financially free. And that is the best feeling in the entire world. I didn't have that all of my 20s. And um, I wish that I did, right? Because those were the years of your life where, um, you know, you're having so much fun and building your career. And and I wish that I had just trusted in my gut and my intuition. Um, And I was doing all of the things. It just didn't feel like it. So I, I think the biggest thing to leave people with is like, you can, you don't need to have a bank account full of money to feel financially free. It's you, you will start feeling, um, relief when you take action. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. Um, so shifting gears here, tell us what you are getting intentional about right now. Ooh, that is a tough question. Um, I think, well, I'm 37 weeks pregnant with my (laughs) first child. So um, I feel like all of my mind is thinking about this new child that's going to enter the world. And I'm trying to slow down um, and prepare for this arrival of this child. So I think I'm, I'm getting intentional about slowing down because that's very hard for me as a type A person that runs a company and uh, wants to get so much done before. Totally. Yeah. That, uh, that patience is so rough at the point in the road. I, as some of you listeners might know, was there more recently, pretty recently back in October. So I totally get it. Um, And where can listeners connect with you and Penny Finance? Um, so for me, um, my name's Chrissy Cole. You can find me at City Chrissy, C-R-I-S-S-I on Instagram. For Penny, you can find us on Instagram at Start With a Penny. And our website is penny-finance.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Chrissy. Thank you for having me. And I'm so happy we got to talk about mindfulness with money. We don't 
usually often hear about that. So thank you. Totally. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.